Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. My name is Inez Bai. I am your host as well as a health and mindset coach for women who are wanting to feel empowered and liberated in their bodies and in their mindsets. Today, I'm going to be taking you um, through how to not go crazy at home. Uh, In this current climate, we are all practicing social distancing and spending more time at home. And a lot of us are working from home for the first time. And obviously, being a gal that runs an online business, I'm very well versed in working from home. So I thought I would share some of my tips, my own personal experiences and the struggles that I've overcome as I transitioned from a face-to-face personal trainer, which I did for about six years. And in the past two years, I've been working pretty much online um, when working from home, obviously. And there have been so many different challenges that I have faced. I'm really I feel I'm privileged that I can share with you some tips and tricks and how to kind of keep your keep yourself sane because trust me, I was not feeling sane throughout my entire journey of transitioning from a face-to-face business to working from home. And obviously, it's not something that you're going to be doing forever. And that's actually something that's really important to keep in mind that this whole situation is never going to be permanent. As with everything, everything is always changing. So that's something that's really important to remember as well. We're going to talk about that as well more in this podcast episode. But I did just want to invite you to my free three-day take a moment challenge that is going to be starting next Wednesday on the 25th of March through a private Facebook group that you can gain access to once you sign up through the link in the show notes. So I've designed this challenge purely just to bring a community together and to give you all the space to take a moment and give back to yourself during this time where tensions are running high and we're all feeling like things are up in the air. And I really just wanted to give you some of my own tips and tricks, like I've been saying around mindset and around taking care of yourself and really making sure that you do prioritize yourself. Because like I always say, you can't pour from an empty cup. And in order to be able to deal with all of the spanners that the world is throwing at us, it's so important that we come at these things feeling full as opposed to feeling drained and running around and feeling like we can't think clearly. So if you would like to join us, I would absolutely love to have you on board. It's going to be a really nice community vibe and a really safe space for you to just like share your feelings and feel connected. And trust me, whatever you're going through and whatever you're feeling right now, someone else can relate. And there is so much power in just feeling understood and connected. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing in this free challenge. And of course, just by joining and engaging and posting and commenting within the challenge, you um, go on the running to win one of three prizes. Um, One is going to be a mentoring session with me. You could win a program and I'm happy to make it an at-home program if that's what you need. And also a tailored nutrition plan as well. So all of the details are in the show notes. Sign up. And then once you sign up, you'll get an email to join the Facebook group. Um, Or if you don't get that email, just search the Facebook group, take a moment free challenge. Once you get into the challenge, uh, introduce yourself by posting a photo, where you're from and why you wanted to join the challenge so that we can all start to get to know each other and just bring the good vibes because these challenges work the best when we're all really open and we engage in the Facebook group as much as possible so that we can get the most out of it. All right, without dragging on too much more, let's get started with today's episode on how to stay sane when you are spending more time at home with your eating, your body, your mindset in all of those areas. Okay, let's start with a little bit of a story time as I love to do. So about last year in June or July, I'd been running my business for just over 12 months and I was feeling this real pressure that I wasn't quite where I wanted to be yet. I was like, oh my God, I've been running it for a full year and I haven't hit these goals and I don't have this amount of clients and why is my Instagram not growing? And 
I was getting really, really frustrated with myself. And if you go back to a few of my older episodes, you will hear where I am like not in a good place, like where I'm feeling really anxious and really stressed and overwhelmed. And I didn't really have a way to manage it. I think what had happened is that I'd gotten so excited about my business, which if any, like if you have been following me for a while or anyone that follows me on Instagram or anyone that I speak to will know that I am so freaking passionate about what I do. And I thank my lucky stars every single day that I have found this business and this way of serving my community in a way that lights me up and I am able to give so much and I love it so much. Um, But what had happened is because I was so passionate about it, it began to be all I could think about. And this is what happens when you don't have, um, when you start working from home and you don't have any routines or boundaries. And so what I would do every morning is I would literally just wake up, make a cup of coffee and go to my desk and start working in my pajamas. And I would do that all day, often until I went to the gym in the afternoon at about three or 4 PM. And only then would I get changed. And then I would go to the gym and then I would come home and have a shower. And sometimes I would do another call. I would do I would do like something, some other work related thing. And then I would, um, you know, have dinner, have a shower and then go to bed. And then I would repeat the same thing again. And you can imagine if you're staying at home all day by yourself, you're in your pajamas, you, you don't have any like physical person to talk to. You don't really have anyone to bounce questions off. You don't really know if you're doing the right thing. You feel like you're not growing fast enough. And when you're at home alone, all of these thoughts start to become really overwhelming and you start to put a lot of pressure on why is people not responding back to my emails yet? And what have I said that is obviously wrong or obviously I'm doing something wrong if things aren't working out. And it's really easy to just start spiraling. And that absolutely happened to me. Like I said, I would literally just wake up, stay in my pajamas. I didn't have any sort of morning routine. I didn't prioritize filling up my own cup first. I would just kind of prioritize work over everything. And yes, I had a really good exercise regime, but it wasn't enough for my mindset. It was only really taking care of my body. And there wasn't, there was so much pressure that I was putting on myself that just going to the gym wasn't cutting it. And it wasn't kind of filling up my other buckets that I needed. And whilst exercise, obviously, we're going to talk about this today is so good for your mindset and for your mental health, because I was doing no, nothing else to get the thoughts out of my head. I was just kind of exercising and de-stressing. But then as soon as I stopped exercising, all of these thoughts would come back again. I needed something more to actually get those thoughts out of my head. And these thoughts were thoughts of like failing. And I was like, really, really scared of failing. And it was actually one day when I remember I was having like a stressful week, classic. This was six months ago in June, July, when my mental health really took a dive. And I spilled coffee all over the carpet upstairs because I had left my um, coffee cup on the, you know, on the desk as you do. And I'd put up the pillow on the desk for my cat to sleep on. And she, in the middle of me trying to, I think I was like trying to record a video or a podcast or something like that. She was trying to like jump off and flicked my coffee cup off the desk. And so my cup literally flew off and the coffee went all over the room and in my parents' house, cause that's where I was living at the time. And that was another source of insecurity for me that I was just like recycling over and over in my head. Um, if the carpet up there is cream. So then I spent the entire morning scrubbing it, crying. I was like, I just couldn't control my emotions. And I was like, I'm, you know, you know, when something bad happens and you start beating yourself up about it. So I was like, Oh my God, I'm so stupid. I can't believe I've done this and I've ruined the carpet. I'm going to get in so much trouble. And now I have to spend all this time working and I'm going to have to get steam cleaner in and that's going to be expensive. And I'm not making as much money as I want to. So how am I going to afford this? And I'm not working now because it's taking so long for me to clean the carpet. And I literally just spiraled. And I knew at that point, I was like, you know what? The coffee spilling, yes, it was a little bit stressful, but I should be able to have 
a way to cope with it and I shouldn't be reacting in a way that was like so catastrophic and this is what happens when we don't take care of our mental health when we don't have any boundaries and we don't have any routines so that's why I really wanted to share with you my experience of also going a little bit cray cray when I was working from home and not really having any sort of structure and how it really I had to kind of like hit rock bottom in that stage where I was just completely like flying off the handle at any small little event when I was like okay I think I actually need some help to go and deal with it and so then I was thankfully as I've already spoken about in this podcast as well one of my best friends recommended me to go and see her therapist And I went to go and see her therapist and I started putting in action all of these different changes in my life, which I knew were important. Like I knew I was already meditating at this point and I was already journaling as well, but I didn't really have a very good routine with it. And also the main important thing for me was that I was not really getting out any of my thoughts in my head and I was letting them become real in my mind in the sense that because I was never getting them out and I wasn't ever writing them down or telling anyone else about these thoughts, they started to become really real in my mind. And these thoughts were things like, I'm going to fail and everyone hates me or I'm never going to get to where I want to be. And they started to become really real in my mind. So I had to go to like a therapist to help me to kind of like uncover these things and realize that what I was thinking about was actually just my mind and like spiraling out of control. So like I said, the main things that really helped me to um, come out from this and to now have a really good routine at home where I honestly don't like I don't recognize that version of myself six months ago. Like I've come so freaking far from that. Um, first thing was not waking up and getting straight into um, work. And I would literally just like wake up and look at my phone and then get straight into work. And I would work all morning until I would have breakfast until like 11. So this is really helpful for you, whether you're working from home or not, to have some sort of boundary and morning routine. And it doesn't need to be like some three hour chanting on a hill monk vibe, but pick one or two things that you know that you can be really realistic about that you can definitely do in the morning. So for me, what I do most mornings is I will wake up, I will meditate straight away, and then I will do my journaling and I use the Holistic Psychologist Future Self journaling prompts. And they are amazing. Just Google, uh, just find her on Instagram. She's the dot holistic dot psychologist. And her Instagram is incredible. And she's just like blown up over the past year because the information that she shares is really helpful. But the reason why I use journal prompts is that I used to do journaling where I would just like write down everything I was thinking and feeling. But then I started to overthink about what I should be writing or was this good enough or what? And then I would get there and it would, it would take too much energy to think about what I wanted to write that it would actually stop me from journaling. So by having this structure and these prompts, I know what I need to be writing about. And every single day it's different. And what's really important as well is that if you do have journal prompts, you make it your own. Sometimes I answer it in bullet points. Other times I do full on sentences. Sometimes I change the prompts a little bit and you're allowed to do it and you're allowed to have fun with it. And what's also really important to know is that anytime you're engaging in an activity that's going to help you to feel like a better version of yourself, your ego sees that as a threat, right? And I've spoken about this definitely in the podcast before, but I think it's really important to understand this because when we can understand this, we can really understand why we hold ourselves back from doing new things that we know could benefit us. But often we have this sense of resistance because our ego sees, okay, that's going to um, create a new version of ourselves that we are not familiar with. We don't understand that yet. So your ego wants you to stay in what it knows in the box that it can understand. So that's why you feel that sense of resistance sometimes when it comes to meditating or journaling. That's kind of like the mindset side of it. 
On the flip side, it's also can be tricky to initiate any new habit. So a really helpful way to initiate a new habit is to attach it to something that you already do. That's why I meditate when I wake up because I wake up every single morning and it's just the first thing I do. And what's really important as well is that I decide that I'm going to meditate before I go to sleep. So I'm not waking up and wasting energy overthinking. Do I feel like it? Do I not feel like it? Because probably in the morning you don't feel like it. So set the commitment, set the intention. And then when you wake up, it's not a question of if it's just a question of doing it. And again, the way that I support myself with this habit is by doing a guided meditation. I've literally used the Headspace app for years. Like I'm about to renew my subscription for the fourth year. And I just love it because there's always something different to do, but there's also courses that you can do so that they flow on. So you don't always have to change a different one. They have a daily meditation that you can join in on with a group that starts like every half an hour. I think it's just these little things that provide you the structure and accountability so that it is easier for you to engage in these habits. And what I will say is that I don't do these every single morning. And sometimes like recently, as you may have known, I started working um, back as a face-to-face coach, just doing a couple of group sessions a week at a gym down the road from me, which has been amazing for my mental health, honestly, to go back into um, having some more face-to-face contact. Um, I wake up at 5 a.m. And you know what? Your girl is not getting up 10 minutes earlier to do her meditating because I just don't like, I just don't want to. (laughs) And I think giving myself the permission to not do that is also really empowering. But I make a commitment that if I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. in that morning and I know that I just want to wake up and go and I don't want to wake up earlier, that I'm going to do it in the afternoon. And I set the intention and I put it in my diary and I do it. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I don't do it, but I don't beat myself up about it. I just know that I'm going to do it the next day and always remind myself there is going to be a next day. But without this idea of like, oh, well, I can't be bothered today, so I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow. Because the more often that you do that, the less likely you're going to do that habit. All I'm trying to say is that it's not actually helpful for you to beat yourself up about not doing something or that you didn't get to do it or whatever it is. A lot of the time we say to ourselves, oh, I don't have time. But often, again, that's our ego coming at play and saying, "Okay, what? We don't know this. We don't do journaling that often. It's going to maybe reveal something that we don't know how to handle. So maybe you shouldn't do it. And that can come out as I don't have time. So a really good reframe of that is instead of I don't have time because we all have time. We all scroll on our phones. We all have time to check social media. So therefore, we all have time to journal and to meditate. Just ask yourself, like, what is actually my priorities? And instead of thinking in the moment of like impulsively, I would rather sit here and scroll on my phone, think about what your intention is to your higher self and how you want to feel afterwards, because you know, I don't even have to tell you that 10 minutes of scrolling on your phone versus 10 minutes of meditating, what's going to make you feel better? Like I literally don't even need to tell you. So it doesn't necessarily need to be journaling and meditating. Maybe you just want to pick one thing that you're going to commit to every single morning for the next, you know, two weeks or so. It might just be meditating. It might be, um, journaling it might be pulling some cards if you have angel cards it might be doing a gratitude log it might be doing 10 minutes of yoga pick something that feels good for you and then commit to it every single day because also making a promise to yourself like that and really committing to it and also showing a little bit of discipline is a great way to build up confidence within yourself and to build up trust within yourself because you're committing to something and you're going through with it regardless of how you feel and that gives you a certain level of confidence that can only be achieved once you commit to something consistently and you so can do it you just have to make it easier on yourself by reaching out and finding different um, ways to support yourself and you know the future self journal from the holistic psychologist is totally free Um, headspace there is a subscription but i think it's like ten dollars i pay for the whole year it's like seventy dollars 
which I pay for and I think it's worth it. But I think you can do it month to month as well. Um, But you can also find meditations online that are free. So maybe you just want to repeat the same one for like five days and then find a new one after that or whatever. Just be resourceful and be creative and don't just hold yourself back because you are you just can't like it doesn't work instantly. Just be resourceful is what I'm trying to say. The next thing that I want to talk about, um, aside from a morning routine is having structured eating times and eating routines. And this one was really a quite a big shift for me as I started working from home. What I realized is I was already in the stages of healing my relationship with food. And it was a really nice time for me to reflect because as I was working from home, I remember very clearly that feeling of not being able to control my eating habits because what I had done in the past was that I would keep myself so busy so that I was never at home, so that I was never around temptations and I was never able to eat basically. And so when I did start working from home, I was like, wow, all of this work that I've been doing around healing my relationship with food and my mindset has really paid off because I would literally stay at home all day and not even think about food. I wouldn't even, I would forget about eating lunch. I would just have a few crackers for lunch. I would eat breakfast at like midday and I just really forgot about food. And part of that was I had found something I was so freaking passionate about that it was just everything else just fell to the wayside. But also part of that was I had developed a really like abundant mindset around food. And what that means is that because I always give myself unconditional permission to eat food, I never feel like food is about to run out or I'll never be able to eat that food again, which is a scarcity mindset where you feel like I better ma- I better eat this now or I better make this now or I better eat as much as I can of it now because there's not enough of it or because I'm not going to allow myself it tomorrow. So really working on that idea of giving yourself unconditional permission to eat food, but in the sense of making sure that you're eating in a way that actually aligns with how you want to feel, which aligns with nourishing your body and you know also with your goals as well because it's still perfectly fine to have physical body goals is to create some structure around it and make sure that you're eating similar times during the day and planning it out in your head and even writing it down if that's going to help you and eating at similar times every single day. So for me, I tend to wake up in the morning, do my morning routine, have a coffee and eat breakfast at around 10 a.m. And I just like doing that because I'm not hungry first thing in the morning. And then I'll normally, you know, do some more work and then maybe go to the gym or whatever is planned for the day. And then I normally lunch pretty late at around two or three o'clock. Um, because I like to eat. Yeah, I like to eat my food later and within a shorter time period. And then after that, I will normally have like a little snack or I might have, you know, something to eat. And then I might eat dinner at around 7.30 or 8. So I do tend to eat dinner a little bit later um, just because of the way that my life is. And sometimes I go to the gym late at night and that kind of thing. And then I basically always have dessert unless I've already had dessert like earlier on in the day, although I'm not... Um, shy of having two desserts a day either, but I just eat that same time every single day. And the way that your body works is that it will adapt to anything that you throw at it. So if you're, if you're eating at similar times every single day, your body's going to get hungry at those times and it's going to start expecting food. And then it will also mean that for you, your peace of mind, you know, okay, I'm going to eat breakfast at whatever time feels right for you. It might be 6am. It might be midday, whatever time feels right for you. And I just want you to know as well that breakfast, breaking the fast is a myth. You don't have to break the fast. Nothing bad is going to happen to you. You're not going to gain weight if you don't eat in the morning. You're not going to lose weight if you eat a bigger breakfast. Like it really is up to you and what you feel like eating. Um, And then, you know, okay, I'm going to eat breakfast at this time. And then, you know, I'm going to eat breakfast definitely at two o'clock. It means that you 
know that the food is coming right versus if you don't plan to eat your lunch later on then you're less like you're more likely to feel worried about when am i going to eat next and then you might be like oh, i'll just have a snack because i haven't planned my lunch and then you just end up snacking all day and grazing all day and not really nourishing your body because yeah been there before not really nourishing your body or not really like satisfying your needs and then feeling guilty about it and then trying to restrict and then being stuck in the cycle. So definitely having structures around eating your food. And you can even do this if you are, you know, if you have a sick day or you go on holidays, just kind of in your mind, having a mini little plan of like when I want to eat and also thinking about what you want to eat as well. And this is a big tip that I give to all of my clients where I will plan on Sunday two or three meals that I'm excited to meal prep that week. So it's really easy when you're meal prepping. And especially for me, as I was healing my relationship with food, it got really, I got really bored of food. I was just like, I don't want to eat anything. Like I, like I said, I got really passionate with my business and it was all I wanted to think about. And because I'd spent so much of my life thinking about food to suddenly have this freedom around food, I was just like, whatever, I'll just eat like a piece of toast. But now I make an effort to make sure that I think about foods that excite me. And I do this by getting inspiration from external sources. So I'm not putting so much pressure on myself to think about it. So I'll either go on Pinterest and find good ideas or I'll look on, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I'll look on like blog posts and actually recently I've been getting a meal delivery service and I've been trying that and that's been obviously made it super, super easy. Um, and so, but what I was doing before I was doing the meal delivery service is that I would write down the food that I, the meals that I wanted and that I was actually excited about eating. And then it would really help when I would go to the grocery store cause I would buy exactly what I needed. So that's my tips to make sure that you feel like you have some structure because then you can really anchor into the structure of um, having like meal time set at certain times as opposed to just like snacking all day because it can be really easy to fall into the trap of like, oh, well, I'm at home, so I'll just eat whatever, whenever. And then you just don't really feel that good and you're obviously not going to feel your most vibrant self if you're not having good consistent meals during the day and like i said before that your body will adapt to anything that you throw at it but it will thrive in a routine because your circadian rhythm or the natural rhythm of your body will thrive when it's being given food at like similar times during the day and that's not to say that you have to eat like for me if i eat breakfast normally at 10 a.m but one morning i eat it at 8 30 a.m it's not going to throw my whole circadian rhythm off but overall on average eating at similar times during the day is going to help you to feel thriving and it's also going to help to manage your blood sugar levels which is obviously really important to help you manage like your emotions and all of those kinds of things as well another thing that i want to talk about is having some sort of boundaries and this was something that i really had to learn during my trough of mental health when i was just like working all the time waking up working working at nighttime answering emails at any time of the day was that when you work from home the like your scenery, I guess, between like work and relaxation, the lines are really blurred, like because you can work from your couch or you can work from your bed. And suddenly it's like these places where you normally relax, you're like kind of relaxing, but kind of working. So it's really important that you do have some boundaries in place around when you're working and when you're relaxing. And that is honestly the way to be way more productive as well. Because if you were just like, I'll just answer my emails at any time during the day. Again, it's like, well, I'll do it later or I can do it at nighttime or I'll do it after I eat this. And it's like containing something and setting a time limit to do something is a much more productive way to get things done. So what I do now is I don't check my phone after 7 p.m. I use the downtime function on my phone as well so that apps automatically turn off at 8.45 p.m. because I obviously like to be social at nighttime as well. Um, I don't check my phone before 8 a.m. in the morning. Normally, sometimes I will, obviously, because I'm only human. Um, 
I make sure that once I finish work for the day, I don't open any emails or messages. And I really make sure that I only open emails when I'm in a position to actually be able to respond to them. Because otherwise, if you're going to be reading messages, but responding to them later, you're leaving that loop open and you're going to be leaking energy from that email or that message or whatever, thinking about it, but not being able to respond to it. And you're, like I said, leaking energy. So really being honoring that need. Um, and having those boundaries around there and setting time limits for how long you're going to work for and also honoring the fact that normally you can't concentrate for more than 90 minutes at a time, really. So when you start to notice that you're checking your phone more or you're feeling a bit bored or you're thinking about snacking, even though you're not really that hungry, check in with yourself and ask, what do I actually need in this moment? Like, why am I, maybe I need some rest. Maybe I do need some food. Maybe I just need to get outside. Maybe I need to do some journaling because often once you start to procrastinate, it's because you actually need something else or you just need a break. And sometimes the most productive thing that you can do is just do nothing for 30 minutes and come back to it again. Um, so I think that's the main thing around having boundaries and kind of on that note as well is you can still go outside, right? Getting vitamin D is not only really important for like your bone health and your hormone function, but it's also really important for your happiness. Like it's been linked to mental health. So making sure that you're getting outside and something that I do often is eat my meals outside. And it seems so simple, but it makes such a difference and gives you a bit of a change of scenery because if you're sitting inside on your computer all day to go outside and eat your lunch or whatever, especially if like today, as I'm recording this, it's a beautiful day, although I know in Sydney, it has been raining a little bit on and off. So it's just like taking advantage of when it is sunny and just getting yourself out, even if it's just for 15 minutes, even if it's just to eat one meal, will honestly have such an effect on your mood. And what's also really important is in terms of your sleeping patterns, you need to make sure that you are getting light sunlight because again, that's helping your body's circadian rhythm. So when you wake up in the morning, making sure that you're opening the blinds and exposing yourself to sunlight so that your body knows that it's daytime and then it will help you to have all those like daytime hormones coming, which will then mean that when it's time to go to bed, you're going to also like as, as a as the light changes, you're actually going to have a notice a difference. So it's totally enough to just get like half an hour or 15 minutes of sun first thing in the morning so that your body knows, okay, now this is the morning time. And then nighttime is going to be coming like, I don't know, 12, 16 hours later, whatever, however long your days are and however long you're awake for. In terms of movement as well, it's really important that you, again, be creative. A lot of the time we can hold ourselves back and think, I don't need, you know, like I can't go to the gym, so I can't do anything. And it's, It's like having an injury and I can totally relate to that because as some of you may know, if you follow me on Instagram and make sure you are following me because I'm updating that daily, I have torn my hamstring. Great. And it wasn't like a one-off thing that I did. I didn't even, people keep asking me like, how did you do it? And I'm like, I literally don't know. So it was just like an overused thing. Apparently I was just using the wrong muscles and now I just have to deal with it. Um, and it was, it's been a bit frustrating because I can't do anything with my hamstrings, aka I can't deadlift or hip thrust or anything like that. So I can basically only squat. And it could be really easy for me to be like, well, I can't even do some exercises. So what's the point? And that we can really have that attitude as well with like, well, I can't go to the gym or I'm, you know, I'm trying to socially isolate or whatever. But actually, there are so many things that you can do and you can totally go for a walk. And I am such a big advocate for walking because 
it is such a good stress relief and it just helps you to move your body, get out of your head and into your body, which is honestly one of the most important things that you can do, as well as if you're going out for a walk in nature, which I highly recommend. It's incredibly grounding and we, you know, most of you will live in places where you like are so privileged to have places where you can walk around and the streets are safe and there's footpaths everywhere and there's paths along like coastlines and all of that good stuff. So use it to your advantage and even just say to yourself, oh, I'll start with a 20 minute walk around the block and then just see where you go just see what happens. Um, and that being said as well, like most of us can go to the gym now as I'm recording this. So just allowing yourself to do that and just being smart and just knowing that you can make it work always. And if the time comes to do body weight workouts and there's t- totally like, uh, there's so many options to do that as well. So getting in some sort of movement is going to be really important for your mental health and just to make sure that you are moving your body and and getting into your body because that's a really important way to tap into like your intuition and how you're feeling and allowing yourself to feel the feels because often if we get lots of thoughts of like, oh, what if this happens or should I be thinking this or is, is things going to get worse? That's all in our head. And whilst obviously it's okay to have these thoughts and it's normal to worry, it's also not healthy to be only thinking about the negative all the time. And one of the fastest ways that we can let go of that thinking is to get into our bodies. And a really good way to get into our bodies is by moving it. And oftentimes I know what it can feel like. Again, coming back to that resistance piece, it can feel like, ugh, like such an effort to get out of the house. And that's why I'm saying just to com- commit to like 10 to 15 minutes first and then see how you go from there. The last little thing that I'll say is still get dressed up, like put clothes on that make you feel good. Do your makeup just for you, like pluck your eyebrows, shave your legs, whatever makes you feel good. Just dress yourself up because I know it can be very tempting to stay in your pajamas all day. Like, especially when I was working from home last June, July and winter, it was like so tempting. And I did this. I would just stay in my trackies and my socks tucked into my trackies and I would just stay in that all day and it felt really comfortable. But honestly, the things that are really comfortable are often not that amazing for us. And yes, I'm all about that comfort living and wearing your trackies and that kind of thing. But during the day, set yourself up and get into normal clothes and wash your hair and whatever that makes you feel good because it gives you a certain little bounce to your step. And you that's something that you can directly control that's going to control how you feel as well. So it's you taking back your power and deciding I want to feel good and I'm worth it just for me, right? So definitely do that that and then you have the treat of getting back into your trackies in the nighttime and we all know how good it feels to get back into trackies at the end of the day and take off your bra even though <laughs> I'm not about bra wearing but I will wear a bralette sometimes and it is honestly the best feeling to take it off at the end of the day and just live your best life so I hope this uh, podcast episode gave you some tips um, it's really relevant to the current timing but obviously there are so many tips in here that you can use for any time of your life um In the challenge that I'm running, the take a moment free challenge, I will be going through all of these things in depth. So day one is feeling the feels and learning how to be more emotionally intelligent, which basically just means that you take control of your emotions rather than letting your emotions run the show. Day three is going to be all about um, creating a routine and really anchoring into those routines and rituals so that you feel like you do have some sort of control because what you focus on will grow. And I'm going to go through exactly how to create a morning routine in that as well. And then day three is going to be all about future goal setting and how you can get excited about what is going to happen in the future. Because like I said, nothing is permanent and everything is inevitably going to change. So really understanding that concept is going to help us navigate through times of uncertainty or discomfort or anything like that. 
In the meanwhile, though, I really just want you to know that you don't have to be positive all the time and you don't have to look for the silver lining. Obviously, hindsight is a beautiful thing where we can see the lessons and we can see what, you know, the blessing that we learned or whatever. But for now, if you're feeling upset or you've had to cancel something or you can't go on holidays or whatever tough situation you are facing, or even if you're not facing something particularly tough, but you're just feeling overwhelmed or tired or stressed or whatever it is, just feel it. Let yourself feel it. And something that I've been doing to really help me to allow myself to feel my emotions is putting on a really sad song and just letting myself cry to it. Because the beautiful thing about crying is that you are literally shedding a layer of yourself. You're shedding an emotion. You're shedding something that's not serving you anymore. And I really think that, you know, crying is the new 2020 trend. Crying is the new confidence booster. And yeah, maybe it doesn't look that pretty, but it feels always makes you feel so good. Like, you know, when you have a big cry and then afterwards you kind of feel reborn, like you feel like you've done like a, an exercise session or something like that. So just allowing yourself to feel the feels and stop putting so much pressure on yourself to be grateful or to be positive because you're allowed to feel the way that you feel and that that is being emotionally intelligent is actually moving through the feelings rather than trying to bottle them up because we know if you try and bottle them up they're going to bubble up at some point and it's likely not going to be a point where it's the most convenient so deal with them now and allow yourself to move through them now and journal down all of your feelings allow yourself lots of rest i know for me i've been feeling like i need heaps of rest and that's fine and i'm just going to honor that and in fact this afternoon i'm literally calling work early to finish for the day and i'm going to watch disney movies with my housemates and it literally feels so aligned for me to do that and I'm just giving myself the permission to turn off my phone to turn off the news and being really intentional with how I want to give out my energy and how I want to recoup so that tomorrow I can be fresh filled up and just allow myself to then serve to my to the best of my ability because that's really really important to me but I can only serve others how much I'm serving myself so that's why I'm walking my walk and I'm giving myself a rest afternoon all right I hope you enjoyed this podcast if you did please take a screenshot and share it with others because I know this message can be really really helpful to so many people um, and I would absolutely love to see you for the free challenge like I said we start next Wednesday so I'll leave the link in the show notes for you to join um, and see you there bye big love